Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Scullion. Join me for some powerful conversations with members of the Substation Design Solutions Industry Consortium, the SDSIC. I'll chat with members about the consortium, innovations, how they're implementing different technologies, even some of the projects they're working on to address the growing needs of our power grid. My guest today is Michael Bussinger, Assistant Department Manager at Burns & McDonald. At the same time, Michael is also an adjunct instructor at Metropolitan Community College, Maplewood. If that wasn't enough, Michael is also the current co-chair for the SDSIC Civil Structural Committee, along with our chair, Randy Earhart. Thanks a lot for joining me today, Michael. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. That's great, man. I'm really happy to cover the Civil Committee. I only have one left after this, and we should have... Uh, we should have a good recording for each committee that folks could listen to prior to Nashville anyway. But, but uh, you know, as you know, this podcast is meant for introduction of folks and definitely starting with uh, committee chairs and co-chairs and introducing the committees. So for yourself, uh, let's just start with uh, your background and how you ended up at uh, Burns & McDonald. Sure. Yeah, I uh, actually got introduced into to CAD uh, when I was in high school. Uh, I, I love doing woodworking and, uh, my, my woodworking teacher at the time challenged me to design my own project, develop the blueprints and then build it. And, nice. uh, and so that's where it all kind of came together. I, I built this little jewelry box with a hidden drawer in the bottom of it. And, uh, and then yeah. everything just kind of took off from there. Uh, so was that AutoCAD you said? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first, I think, uh, I don't remember what, uh, what version of it it was, but yeah, it's def- definitely AutoCAD. Cool. And then uh, I pursued a computer drafting design uh, degree at, at uh, uh, the Metropolitan Community College and then transferred into what is now uh, the University of Central Missouri, uh, used to be CMSU. And then uh, started off with the industry working at uh, Black and Beach for several years as a red line drafter. Uh, started okay. doing electrical physical design and then uh, started to dabble in the civil a little bit right. uh, and then ultimately uh, was recruited over here by a, a friend uh, he's a EPC project director at Burns and McDonald and uh, he uh, really just kind of we went to lunch and had a few conversations and and now I've been here for just about six years and um, nice. started here doing designs in both physical and civil design and and now I primarily focus just on the civil side. Okay. Wow. And you're in the Kansas City corporate office, right? Yes. Yep. Now I got to ask you, it's on uh, on LinkedIn. So you're also an adjunct instructor. Yes. Which is very cool. And I had to ask you about that. Now you're doing that at the same time, right? As as you're working at Burns. I am. Yeah. It's, a, it's not too demanding. Uh, typically one night a week. Um, but, you know, we got started with that just because... Um, at Burns McDonald, we had a, we call it the design innovation lab and it's a 14 week course where we teach students design, uh, how to design substations. And in the process of doing that, the, the program director approached me and asked if I'd be interested in teaching for the, the college. And, uh, and in that class, I just, I found a passion for teaching and helping others to be successful and whatever they wanted to pursue. And so, uh, it, it took one time of shadowing a, a current instructor and, and I was hooked. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun and it was surprisingly fulfilling to me to, to help people get from no understanding of a computer program to be able to function in it fairly efficiently. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. And all they say, if you want to learn, if you want to know something really well, teach it to someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know another adjunct instructor. I think the only one I know that's uh, instructing at a college right now is uh, Terry Hummel from Nashville Electric. That's doing a similar thing, teaching uh, AutoCAD and electrical design, I think, at a uh, local college in Nashville. You'll meet her down in uh, the upcoming conference. Yeah. I'd love to make the introduction. Yeah. So when did you first get involved with the STSIC? Uh, it's been a few years back now. Um when I when I came to Burns and McDonald's, just looking for uh, new opportunities and ways to build my network, um, better better understand the programs we dealt with on a daily basis. Um, a coworker had introduced me to the organization, cool. and uh, so I joined in and started listening in, and uh, became a part of it. Okay, wow, and you know a lot of a lot of our members probably don't know a lot of the work that you did behind the scenes uh, last year when. Burns and McDonald hosted our SDSIC event in Kansas. Uh, I know you did a lot of work during that one. So on behalf of the community, man, big, big uh, thank you on that one. Maybe you want to give some of your teammates a shout out on that one. Yeah, it was, it, it was a, a huge effort. Um, it definitely a team of us, uh, Jason Benuelos, Jenny Graham, um, Lauren Farron, Anna. Um, it, it was a, a huge effort and, uh, I think a, a lot, a lot more work than I understood. We are, I was getting into, but um, without Lauren and Anna in our marketing group, they, uh, they, they really did a huge, um, a huge lift there, and and I think it ultimately is very successful. That was that. It was a great event, man. The, the uh, all the feedback we got, uh, everyone that attended was super happy with the venue, the food, all the presentations. Like you guys, you guys knocked it out of the park. Thank you. A big shout out to the Burns and Mac team down there in Kansas. Let's talk a little bit about the Civil Structural Committee that you're currently co-chair with uh, Randy Eckhart. Sure. Yeah, I think I I took over. Uh, I think January of 22. Uh, the the co-chair at the time, Ruben, uh, was ready to, to to step down, hand it off to get new ideas into the committee, okay. um, and then uh, my, my boss. Uh, he knew that I was looking for opportunities to kind of engage and share knowledge and help people within our industry. And so ultimately I was nominated by Burns McDonald for the, the co-chair position. And, uh, I think the elections took place in late 2021. So, uh, I've been in this role for a little over a year now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got, (laughs) you've been doing quite a bit of work too on that side. Talk to us a little bit about what the civil structural committee objectives are and what, what they try to get accomplished within the STSIC. Yeah, it's, it's been, I guess it's, it's been kind of a, a learning curve being on that, the leadership side of it. Um, and then I think we also took a, uh, we took on the structural portion, which was new to the civil committee. Um, previously it was housed within the physical committee. Right. And so, uh, engaging our members just to really kind of understand what it is that they want from us as as the chair and co-chair um where can we provide the the best assistance to them um 
who do who do, who do they want to see uh, for presentations and what kind of content? Um, in in my mind, in networking events um, or or committees like this, it's not so much the the elementary or entry level information that they want. They want something a little more in depth, and so with the structural portion of that being new to the group. Um, and I, I've always been on the civil side side of things myself. Okay. Um, really kind of understanding the structural component is, uh, one of my object objectives, um, this coming year and, uh, and just better engaging Autodesk and Bentley and, um, providing that kind of content to the group. Uh, and I think another big goal of mine is to kind of turn our page um, into more of like a user's group with some micro classes that when they, like, I, I know I've, I find myself, uh, formally whenever I was really engaged in the programs that, you know, having to watch an hour long video just to find five minutes worth of content, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's, and so, uh, creating these micro classes, uh, I think could be very beneficial to committee members. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, man. We do the same on the on the coding side, you know, you watch these uh, long-ass videos for the two minutes of code that you need. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. Now, this is your chance. We got about 1,768 uh, members today in the consortium. This is your chance to kind of ask for some help or what you need from different members that are joining the Civil Structural Committee. What kind of What kind of help or... You know, what, what could they bring to the table when they join your monthly calls or join you in Nashville? Uh, I think one of the, the biggest uh, changes that I would like to see is just for people not to be too afraid to, to speak up, um, mm. you know, a, a, across whether it's clients or competitors or we're all in this industry together. And, and I think that's the one of the big the big reasons around this community is you know, we're all in one room, try to learn together and learn from one another. If, if someone's having one problem, the likelihood that someone else has already had that and <laughs> maybe has solved it, it, it's, it's very high. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of the people that are joining these committees are, are industry leaders and very, you know, their thinking is very innovative. And so we could create very unique solutions or unique workflows. And, and really use those across, you know, across companies and utilities and really create, uh, I think, a, a much better product ac across the board. Yeah, very well said. I, I think the uh, it's been a common theme with uh, a lot of the folks that I talk to on this podcast. And, you know, they've all mentioned that, you know, no, there's no experts. Everyone's got a great idea. Um, and as you just said, you know, it, it really, it's engineering firms in the same meeting, it's vendors in the same meeting, um, but it's always, a, it's a common objective just to figure out better workflows and solutions and nobody's really stepping on each other competing. Yeah, I think, and just a, the way that technology is evolving at a, a really kind of a, a rapid pace, uh, I think that the best thing we can do is to work together. Right, right, yeah, the more people going through the different problems and sharing what they've found, it could all save us some Google searches for sure. How do you feel that the SDSC has the SDSIC has such an impact on our industry? Do you do you feel that it's a, making a big difference? I mean, you volunteer a lot of your time to it, and can you feel the impact out there as you talk to folks? Yeah, I think I'm starting to. 
I think it, in some committees, it's a little, uh, the, the impact is a bit bigger. I think that just because the, those committees are a bit larger. And so there's, there's more, you know, there's more, more voices in there, more people thinking on the same problem. Um, I will say that the civil committee has been growing over this last year and we have yeah. got new people engaged and involved and, um, I'm seeing new presenters this time around. I think that has been, uh, from, from the, the conference in, in Kansas city, uh, last fall to, to this one, this spring, uh, the amount of people that are stepping up and, and willing to take on, uh, a presentation slot has been, uh, it's been impressive. I think we, we filled it out a lot quicker than we did previously. And I, I think it's just getting people engaged and informed and, and, uh, yeah, giving them a way to, to get their voice out there. Yeah. It's so good to hear. And there has been a lot of new folks stepping up and, uh, you know, I think it is, as you said, you keep sharing that in your committees that, you know, you don't need to feel like you have to be an expert in a given tool just to come in and present. It can be as simple as a, you know, a project show and tell just, you know, here's how we did a project. Here's what the challenges were, you know, here's how we overcame them or didn't. Right. I <laughs> think just sharing, just sharing your experiences is a, is a terrific presentation as well. Yeah. I think there, there was a presentation in Kansas city last year, uh, where someone was doing just that really just kind of like a, a highlight of the workflow that they went through to complete the project. And someone did pipe up and, and kind of voiced how they would have approached the situation. And I know that individual actually took that with them and, and implemented it on a different project. And so even, even if it, if, if it was a past project, I think there's always lessons to be learned. Yeah, there you go. Do you think it's worthwhile kind of touching on, uh, on just some of the solutions that you guys cover in the civil structural side? And you mentioned obviously Autodesk and Bentley, but is there some product names you want to talk about or touch on? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the big programs, uh, that we focus on are, are going to be that civil 3d, um, for sure. Uh, I think open roads and open site are becoming more prevalent, uh, starting to see a few more utilities ask for that. And so, um, making that more of a forefront product, uh, I think would, would serve us well. Uh, and then the structural analysis programs like pro steel, um, uh, stad, and then, um, pro structures on the Bentley side, uh, I, I think those, those are probably the, the, the bigger programs that, um, we talk about now, I, I definitely have some, some people that come through that have used Tecla, which I'm not very fluent in that myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's another one I've been hearing a lot of lately, um, depending on the client. Uh, so I think those, those, I'd say probably those five, five, yeah, six. That's yeah, that's great. I mean, that, that helps, right? It helps when, uh, people are heading to Nashville trying to figure out which groups to go in, which committees to hit. I think that's, uh, I think that helps out a little bit. Yeah. And, and for, for Nashville, uh, I think we've got a few different presentations, um, on, on BIM and, uh, in different stages of the life cycle of BIM. So, uh, I think there's, could be a lot of, uh, a lot of useful information with that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great to hear that group pick it up so much, man. You did a lot of good work there. You're definitely on the move. I could see it on the monthly calls and just the, the people hitting the committee pages. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the progress. So what kind of advice would you have to, you already mentioned a few, but what kind of advice to any members out there, maybe folks just getting started and 
going to show up in Nashville and see the six different committees and the 300 people and <laughs> what kind of yeah. advice would you throw out? Yeah, you know, don't don't be a don't be a stranger. Uh, everyone's there for the same reason, uh, and we all have different backgrounds, and you know, we're all there to build networks and uh, establish. Uh, well, you know, ultimately, uh, friendships form from from events like this, and uh, and so I would you know, don't be afraid to to walk up to somebody and and say hello. I mean, if if anybody sees me, you know, feel free to stop, say hello, introduce yourself. Um, I'll. I, talk with anyone and uh, I think they'll have a hard time getting me to stop. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I, you know, it's a pretty, that's another common theme that I hear all the time is, um, you know, a lot of folks just want to, you know, it's a lot easier after you meet somebody face to face and, you know, you get back to the office and you're having an issue with uh, the software or some workflow or something. It's a lot easier to send an email to somebody that you've hung out with in person. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Matt, anything else you want to touch on as far as the SDSIC? I mean, I would, uh, I would just try to make it a point to, you know, meet one or two new people every day, make sure you bring business cards to, to hand out and continue those relationships afterwards. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't forget about the evening events and everything else that you could do, right? Yeah, there are, no, they're not set in stone yet, but, um, yeah, I think Power Engineers is hosting one night. Uh, we have SBS and Autodesk hosting another night, and then uh, uh, Burns McDonald's hosting an evening event uh, on the third night. So I uh, can't say too much just because I don't know what they <laughs> are yet. No, but, they're a sec secret right now. I think. Yeah, if they're anything like they were in Kansas City, you will not want to miss them. Yeah, they're. All, I mean, it's such a good chance to get together, just kind of hang out and you know, get to know somebody, right? Talk about something different besides work and workflow and software. You get to just hang around and relax. Yep. Okay. Wow. That was a good wrap up on the SDSIC deal. Let's get back to uh, Michael Bosinger. Let's talk a little bit more about you, man, before we close out here. So, you know, I know you're, you're very passionate. You and I talked quite a bit and what really motivates you in the work you're doing right now? It's, it's really seeing people uh, be successful and advance through their careers. Uh, it, it, it motivates me to, to really kind of better understand the technology that's coming and then evaluate how we can utilize that in the designs. And then, oh. you know, if, as long as I'm getting to know my staff, uh, I can, I can identify those people that have the passion to go down a certain area. Uh, you know, the, the civil site team does something you know, very different than our structural team. And so identifying the, the different technologies and, and where there could be efficiencies and then putting those people in the right position to, to succeed with them. Um, right. I think that's a big motivation for me. Yeah, that's terrific work. So what, uh, what kind of, what opportunities excite you the most, at least in our industry right now? Yeah, I think the, the biggest one is, is really, uh, how intelligent design is changing the landscape of substation design. Uh, some of the utilities are not so quick to adopt some technologies, others are, uh, but the evolution of the technologies are also making it hard to ignore. Uh, <laughs> you know, just the, the efficiency of them and it, even some of the, the AI programs and how you can utilize those in your designs. Um, and I, I've seen several things with, you know, on LinkedIn with with you and some of your network that are really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's changing so fast and 
you know, to your point, your earlier point is just trying to keep up, right? Trying to, and LinkedIn is a great community for that, right? We're able to share and try to learn from each other because it's just too much to keep up to now. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And then and I think with the, on the AI side of it, I don't fully understand it yet. Um, I think the the big things as as an instructor that that I've I've seen people are worried about you know plagiarism things like that. But I th- I think you could you could almost use it as a tool to help identify um, you know articles or different things that may be able to help you um, in your research. Uh, I know I've yeah. used it I've used it for that. Just typing in um, you know what best articles about whatever topic it is and then it usually spits out five to ten of them and then i can then go and start to sip through those uh it's so true yeah i've been doing similar things on the code side with that chat gpt and that right it's just i mean instead of searching for 10 web pages most of which are advertisements now so right yeah (laughs) instead of reading all of that like it it sure is a lot quicker to spit out some answers yeah you can't you can't do sponsorships on chat gpt can you no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's hope that stays away for a while longer. <laughs> right. But it, it, it is absolutely incredible. I've been using it. Uh, Microsoft has a co-pilot application I've been using alongside with Visual Studio Code. And, you know, it does, obviously not going to replace programmers anytime soon, but it, it definitely cuts down on, on the debugging efforts and some of that monotonous stuff. You know, it's, yeah. it's not creative enough to write an application, but it certainly does help. Like you said, it's uh, what AI is going to bring to the design world is going to be absolutely amazing in the next five years. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so what's uh, what's some of your biggest challenges doing all of this besides trying to keep up the technology and AI? <laughs> yeah, I think the the biggest the bit the biggest challenge I think is like with the way that technology is advancing uh, and the way that that some clients are adopting it. Um, finding students graduating uh, with the knowledge base that's needed and it's becoming increasingly more difficult because um, we don't, uh, on the instruction side, as, a, as an instructor at the, the college, they get a very, very, very basic understanding of civil 3D before they leave the school. And in some instances, they may not even get an introduction to, to other, uh, other vendors. And and so you you have you know these engineering firms uh, that are they, they need that experience and it, just because the clients has the demand for the program and so it's it's I, I think ultimately what's going to have to happen is the colleges are going to have to change the way that they're teaching mm-hmm. um, to really make any kind of impact here and that I don't I don't know that that's I guess the the, the, the way an engineering firm could get on board is, you know, sitting on the board, uh, having some sort of impact with the, the, the educational programs that are being taught, but right. it's a, it's, it's definitely a big challenge. Now yeah, well, that's a great point, right? It's going to be, it's almost like we need a big shift to more creativity and, you know, kind of less, uh, memorizing of, you know, past data. <laughs> so, right. Like you said, right. You need a big shift in how we're taught. Yeah, and I think a, a, a challenge that I've—it's—it's it's not one I'm focused on now. It's one that I've—I've I've noticed is uh, sometimes people will—they'll go through an engineering uh, path, and you know, math's tough sometimes, right? And some <laughs> people get some people get hung up in in, in calculus or DPQ or something like that, and and maybe they don't finish 
engineering degree. And I think CAD is really a, a discipline or a career path that a lot of people are aware of. Mm. And so they may end up just going a completely different route when in reality, you still could have stayed in, in the design world and uh, in, in the engineering industry. Um, they just didn't know. Yeah. Wow. That's a great point. Yeah. That's true. You get, you get hung up on, uh, you know, <laughs> all the physics calculations and realize you could have been doing CAD simulations the whole time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I find, I find it interesting. I've, I had a few people that, uh, that went kind of, they went that path within the community college and, um, in the curriculum, they, they required to take a, a drafting course and sometimes they make that switch uh, a little bit sooner than others. But, uh, I think it's, I, I don't I think it would be important for, um, engineering programs to have some sort of introduction to it in the way that technology could be utilized. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. So any, uh, any big future plans? Um, for myself, I'm, I'm working on a, a master's in education, um, with a focus on organizational leadership and adult learning. Oh. Um, really trying to, to put a focus on emerging technologies, uh, developing strategies to implement them. Um, and, and kind of taking a, a hard look at, uh, the organizational leadership and what they're doing, uh, to help implement those. So, um, it's, a you know, it's not a short journey for sure, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited about it. Yeah. While well, you're doing your full-time job and volunteering for the SCSIC, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, that's fantastic, Michael. And, uh, I think our whole community feels better knowing there's folks like you out there as instructors and helping us uh, get some new talent in the industry too, right? It's been a big, uh, big thing for us. I think Sean Weekly, from the former technology chair and now the innovative solution chair, uh, he brought it up and we started putting, you know, hashtag careers in, in a lot of our posts on LinkedIn, trying to kind of attract some of the younger talent out there to the utility industry, at least to electrical power. Yeah, I think. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, man. Dude, I'm so glad we got to do this. It's been a while. I tried to get you on, and it was great to cover the the committee and, and get some folks to go meet you in Nashville and show up at all the presentation. Yeah. No, I was happy to do it, and I look forward to, to seeing everybody in Nashville. And, and uh, you know, again, don't, don't be afraid to, to stop me and say hello, introduce yourself, and um, especially at the evening events. That is what those are all about. Absolutely. Right. Thanks a lot, Michael. Hey, we'll see you in Nashville. And uh, on behalf of the whole community, man, we really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Power Up Podcast today. If you enjoyed this conversation and you're not yet a member of the SDSIC, join for free at sdsconsortium.com. Be part of the community and all these great conversations. And maybe you'll be the next guest on the Power Up Podcast. <laughs>